Gather round. This is the Ticket Water Cooler. Brought to you by Wingstop. This is the greatest thing about sports. You play to win the game. Coming at you live in the heart of Lincoln, America. I say, hold up. Wait a minute. Something ain't right. On air and online at theticketfm.com. Here are your hosts, Jake Bakovin and Enrique Alvarez Cleary. Oh, this is the Ticket Water Cooler. We're live from Wingstop at 50th and Oh, I'm Jake Bachman, Enrique Alvarez, Clary back at the booth, and the captain hanging around for a little bit here as we are at Wingstop. Come try the brand new chicken uh, sandwiches from Wingstop. Choose between any of their 12 flavors. The sandwich comes with toasted uh, buns, two of them, and pickles. The sandwich is uh, $5.49, or the combo with a drink and fries is $7.99. You can order online at wingstop.com or use DoorDash and Uber Eats to have your food delivered. And of course, it is Purdue week. We're kind of getting quotes. We got from uh, plenty of quotes yesterday from Mickey Joseph uh, preparing us for this week. We had Bill Bush and Mark Whipple also at the podium today. So maybe we'll break a little bit of that going down uh, a little bit forward. But I, I did. I was kind of thinking about this. I want to get your guys' thoughts on this. Um, the Big Ten West, uh, clearly, I mean, we can kind of talk about its limitations offensively, I suppose. Um, but it has kind of this, uh, this, this ground and pound, three yards of dust, three yards in a cloud of dust, um, you know, toughness mentality to it. And I think, and you know, I've been very vocal about. It. I think Nebraska needs to return to that um, if you know if they if they make it outside higher. Uh, Purdue is another team that that kind of is the antithesis uh, antithesis of the Big Ten West. They go outside, and, and so you kind of get these, um, you know, they're a passing team, and, and so they kind of go outside what the normal uh, blueprint is for the Big Ten West. Do you think that they've done a better job of doing that than Nebraska, or do you feel like their program's somewhat stuck in neutral? They did go 9-4 and four last year, um, but you kind of see it throughout the, the, the way that they play is they kind of you know get up for some of the bigger games, shock some of the bigger teams, and then lose uh, to some of just the you know unranked teams or something. So it's kind of holding their program back. Do you think that is from being um, different, from going outside the blueprint to the Big Ten West? I mean, I, I think that they've done a better job at it than Nebraska has, obviously. I mean, they've, they've actually had winning seasons being able to produce in the air outside of on the ground. Um, but I, I do agree with you that it seems as if they're kind of stuck in neutral where they might get up for a couple big games, but for the most part they'll beat who they, who they should beat, and then maybe they'll sneak in a couple upsets and a couple you know 50-50 games here and there. Uh, but for the most part, Purdue is who Purdue is going to be. Maybe they'll win nine games. Maybe they'll win seven games. Who really knows when it comes to the Purdue Boilermakers? But um, in terms of going against the Big Ten West, I think that them passing the ball and their ability to pass the ball is is well known, and they've they've made uh, really good. Uh, what's what's the word I'm looking for? They they kind of laid the groundwork for what Purdue is going to do, and that's why they're able to go out and get you know high-level receivers. I mean, they've had high-level receivers year in and year out. And um, Charlie, what's his last name again? Charlie Jones. Charlie yeah. Jones uh, is, you know, uh, the the next great Purdue receiver, as you've seen. I know he's transferred from Iowa, uh, but still he's the next great Purdue receiver. So if, if they were able to run the ball with any type of consistency, although whenever they play Nebraska it seems as if they are able to run the ball, I feel like they'd have a lot more success in the Big Ten. 
Yeah, it's interesting. VJ was just kind of talking about how Purdue is kind of different than what we see in the Iowa, Wisconsin, Minnesota, Illinois, kind of the Big Ten West, tough, uh, big type of group of team. Do you think as we're here with Nebraska, maybe a turning point in the program, um, do, would you feel more comfortable looking more like the Big Ten West, the rest of the teams do, do or kind of doing a Purdue route and, uh, you know, going the opposite way? Maybe be, maybe thinking, hey, if we play different than everybody else and, and we excel at that, we're kind of harder to prepare for. Yeah, it won't work. I mean, if, yeah. you, if you're in a pass-first, run-second uh, offense in the Big Ten, it, it just won't work. you got to be more 50-50. I can almost go 45-55, but yeah. you, you better be close to even kill as you can and maybe even 55 45 run heavy but to 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 say they think that you're going to get it done and win a championship being a pass happy offense in the big 10 i don't i i don't think we'll ever see that yeah and i I think it's interesting because some people i think that i think that 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 comes in terms of the big 10 west but if you go on the big 10 east you know there's more you know in ohio state is is more of a i know that they're they have the ability to run the ball and they're really good at it but in terms of passing the ball i think they pass the ball more than they run the ball and they're you know year in and year out going going for the Big Ten championship and and going into the playoffs. So I think in terms of winning the Big Ten West, if that's, if that's your goal year in and year out, which it should be uh, first and foremost is to win the Big Ten West, yes, you should run the ball more than you pass the ball. But when it comes to getting to the Big Ten championship, you have to be able to 50-50 uh, uh, maybe be able to pass the ball a little bit more because you're not – I, I, I know this is going to come as a shock to a lot of people, but you're not going to out-athlete in Ohio State. Well, that's the, that's the problem in general, though. Ohio State can run whatever offense they want because they can recruit bigger, better, and, and, and develop bigger, better players. Uh, and, and so it, it can kind of be difficult. If your goal is just to beat Ohio State, and like, but that, that, that kind of speaks to, to going away from the traditional Big Ten West thing, too, is that if you, go, if you, go, if you try to match Ohio State, Good luck. I mean, doing what they're doing. Mm. You're not. You're never going to have the, the athletes to do that, or at least it's going to take a meteoric rise in the program, uh, a masterful recruiter, whatever. And whether it be Nebraska, you know, Nebraska feels like maybe has a little bit of more hope in that. But a school like Purdue, they're just. I mean, it, it, it's hard to imagine them ever. You know, and Nebraska is pretty much close to that too. Well, I'm not. I'm not trying to completely separate, but especially at a school like Purdue. How are, you, how are you ever going I, to beat Ohio State doing I, what Ohio State does? I, I, I get that, but they will never be able to beat Ohio State because Ohio State is not 60-40 pass. Ohio State's like 52-48 pass. Okay, so it might be two to three percentage points above what, what the mark is. But, but listen, you will never win. You won't beat Ohio State. You won't beat Michigan. You won't beat the teams that you're supposed to beat. They didn't even beat Syracuse. Come on now. You didn't beat – you didn't beat the other team that beat you. I can't remember exactly who that was. Penn State, yeah. Penn State you Two didn't beat them. teams. You still didn't beat them with the pass-happy offense. You have got to be able to establish a run game in order to establish ball management, clock management. You cannot do that with a with a with a all, a, a 60-40, 70-30 pass game. I mean, they it's were able tough. to they were able to beat Minnesota who in terms of in terms of what you want to see in an offense in the Big Ten West, they do that to a T. They run the ball way more than they pass the ball, and Purdue was able to beat them. Well, but turnovers. You got to look at the other. There was things around that 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 uh, I think uh, contributed to them losing to uh, 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 Purdue. I mean, if you're and a pa- you can be a pass happy offense and and have a a, a more uh, opportunistic defense in terms of of creating turnovers, you'd be able to win. It's it's I don't think 
you have to run any sort of offense or any sort of defense to to win the Big Ten. I just think that everything that you do needs to be in in line with one another. If you want to run a pass-happy offense, then you're going to have to realize that you're going to be giving the other team more chances to score, and your defense is either going to have to be, you know, an Iowa type of defense where you shut people down, or you create turnovers turnovers at a very high rate. If you want to run the ball, then you're going to have to realize that your, your defense might not be on the field as much because you're running the ball so much and you're controlling the clock, so when your defense does get on the field, they're going to have to be able to keep teams from scoring the ball because you're not going to score the ball at a very high rate running the ball as much as you do. So no matter what type of offense or defense you run, it all just has to be in line with one another. Well, and, and certainly you have to balance it out. You have to have a good good side on, on both. You know, you, you said this earlier in the week, Rico. Purdue, this is a good, good team. They have a good offense and a good defense. Uh, if you are lacking on one side or the other, you're going to have a challenge beating just about anybody. Um, but I'm just I'm, I'm very intrigued because Purdue is is to me the the outsider, the the one team that kind of strays away from the Big Ten West blueprint. Now Nebraska has kind of done that as well. It's hard to say um, with their lack of front line. Obviously, that's that's why I think Nebraska's kind of still a, a long shot. Is is their their front line, the offensive line? I think in the Big Ten West, um, that'll take you far. And in philosophy altogether, um, you know, if you have the players in place. Uh, it can it can it can like overcome that sort of mm-hmm. thing. So as as we've said, coaching the getting the right coach first and foremost uh, is going to be important. But I think also um, you know if you if you want to think beyond, hey, I might just hit a home run with this coach regardless of what his philosophy is. Then you know m- more power to you. Maybe that's what maybe that's uh, uh, you know why you have so much confidence in your hire. Um, I'm just wondering, as, as Trev kind of looks around at his candidates, if he's kind of thinking philosophy, things that have worked in the Big Ten, things that they've tried out at Nebraska that hasn't worked in the Big Ten, mm-hmm. if that kind of plays into his choice as well. But is he also looking for what the Big Ten might become? Like, will there be a Big Ten have West? To, yeah. Will you have to? Will you have to rely on the on the run and your your tough defenses from here on out, or, or depending on if they go into pods and what other teams you're with? You know, what kind of offense are you gonna? There, there's so many different things now with the with the current landscape of college football to look at that I do not envy Trev and and his decision going forward. Yeah, it's 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 a tough position because you're absolutely right. If the pod ends up sit, uh, being Nebraska, Wisconsin, Minnesota, and Iowa, that's uh, a lot different than being put in a pod with USC and UCLA. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's, it's very strange to kind of see how it works out. Ultimately, you're going to be playing everybody throughout the Big Ten, and I think ultimately you're you, you know you play in Nebraska, you play in the Midwest. So whether it's Big Ten West. Big 12 North, whatever, I, I think that you're, uh, you kind of play where you play, and I think that that's the, the, the style that I'd like to see implemented. That's why, you know, moving forward, I like, that's why I throw out a name like Brett Bielema. He's a guy that's won three Big Ten championships, uh, you know, won at Wisconsin, now winning at Illinois. Uh, you know, I, I don't know how much they're looking at hiring a rival coach, if you want to call <laughs> Illinois a rival, but a divisional coach. Um, but to me, that kind of makes some sense as well. Now, all this is, is, is just kind of a talk philosophically. Obviously, right now, it is, uh, it is uh, uh, Mickey Joseph's job. And, and we'll kind of see what they have prepared, game planned uh, for this battle with uh, Purdue. And, and it's kind of somewhat similar to Indiana. It's, it's not like Purdue's the only team that's kind of going out uh, and, and trying to something different outside of this footprint to 
um, the Big Ten footprint to 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 try you know a pass happy attack. Nebraska obviously did well against them. Do you think that Rico? Do you think that they could take a lot kind of out of the Indiana film as you go against a different offense here in Purdue? Or you know they're both pass heavy but different mm-hmm. offenses. I think you can, but the one I mean the two main differences. There's two main differences in that, and that is Aiden O'Connell and Charlie Jones. I know I, I kept saying, you know, you don't have to make a lot of Indiana not having their number one and number two receivers, but Purdue has a a number one receiver, a possible Big Ten first team receiver in Charlie Jones and a and a preseason second team all Big Ten quarterback in Nathan O'Connell who is a lot more consistent and efficient with his passes than Connor Bazelak was. So you, you, you can look at the film and you can kind of – coach up your DBs to hopefully do what they did there and knock a lot of passes away and get in the passing lanes and, and keep Aiden O'Connell from getting, you know, free free airtime with his receivers. But when it comes down to the Purdue game, really, I mean, you're just going to have to look at previous game film and, and maybe try to find some, some of that Charlie Jones film and, and figure out who you can – who you can put on him to stop him, especially if Quentin Newsom, who is day-to-day, isn't able to go because that's the one guy that I would put on Charlie Jones and just say, look, you're shadowing him, you're following him, you make sure he doesn't get a catch. Well, yeah. they, they, but they better, you, you better make sure you double Charlie Jones you, and you have somebody over the tight end as well because just when you think you got Charlie Jones bottled up, they'll, they'll hit the tight end mm-hmm. and they'll pop a big one with him. So you got two, two big-time players in those two, the receiver and the tight end, that you will have to know where they are at all times because if you stop them, you stop Purdue. Do you put your nickel on on your on the tight end? Do you put somebody, an Isaac Gifford, on a tight end, somebody with a little bit of size and a little bit of speed that that might be able to match up with him? I mean, it's I know you're not gonna is, you're not gonna want to go one on one, but I don't know. Can you double both of them and then trust everybody no, else one on one with everybody else? No, 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 no. You can't double both. You got to be able to double. I think you got to double. Why can't I cannot remember this? Charlie guy. Jones. Charlie Jones. You got to. You got to double a, Charlie Jones. It's such a generic name. It's hard to remember. I know, right? <laughs> and then you see Charlie Jones getting busy and doing yeah. business. It's like Charlie Jones, boy. But but I'm saying you you have got to bottle up those two guys if you can take those two guys away because those are their big weapons in the pass game. Mm-hmm. If you take those two guys away and kind of make them one-dimensional, they want to do something and make them do something that they don't want to do, run the ball. Yeah. Well, and, the and, problem and, with making Purdue run the ball, like even if they don't want to run the ball, if you look at their running backs, they don't have, you know, speed backs. They have, they have full backs at running back. They've got yeah. big boys toting the rock back there. You know what you do with a big boy? You know how you you know how you, you you eliminate him? You take his legs out. That's how you that's how you eliminate <laughs> gotta him. Gotta go I'm low. Not saying, I didn't say he hurt him. No, no, I no. I said no. you take his legs out, yeah. you wrap him up, and you make sure that you hit him and you get eleven bodies around him at the same time. That's how you mess with big boys, trust me, they get hit three or four times, it's gonna be a whole different ball game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Devin Mock would be the name to watch out there for the running game. He had 11 carries, 112 yards uh, against Minnesota a couple weeks ago. Not so much on the ground last week, 13 carries, 26 yards against Maryland, uh, who was able to stop that, that, that running game for Purdue. Um, and I think that's clear. I mean, when you look at the defensive side of the ball, yes, I mean, they're going to have some thumpers at running back, but ultimately they're going to be slinging the ball around. You've got to stop the pass. On the opposite end for Nebraska's offense, um, you know, a lot of people preseason were looking at this game thinking, hey, both these quarterbacks could be throwing three. 300 yards in this game this could be an absolute shootout uh and it might get that way but i think for nebraska 
you're going to want to establish the run. You're going to, you, you know, you, I don't know if you want to get in a shootout considering your offensive line with Purdue. Now, you might have enough trust in your defense, and it might be a close enough game that you can win that way. Um, but Purdue has not allowed a 100-yard rusher yet this year. They're very, very stout rush defense. Anthony Grant not coming off his best performance running behind that offensive line. Is, do you think that that's a concern, VJ, moving forward, or was that maybe a one-game thing, Rutgers defense pretty tough, or do you, do you think Grant can get back on track this week? No, I, I think he can get back on track, but you've got to give him a, a good dose of Yant, too. Yeah. You've got to soften that Purdue defense up. You can't just be like <clears throat> – because Grant, even though he's strong, he's not a bruiser running back. He's more of a finesse guy. He's trying to look for lanes. He's trying to look for cutbacks. Yeah. You know, him running that guy over, I'm not, it's, it wasn't an anomaly – it was that guy was not prepared for what he did to him. And yeah. like I said, if he had the ball in the right hand, he would have trucked him. But I think if you get Yant involved early and soften the defense, it should open it up for, for Grant to have some lanes later on in the game. Yeah, Rico, what do you think the, the importance of Nebraska's running game this week, or do you think they can maybe win a shootout here as far as passing the ball over the yard? I, I have faith that they would be able to keep up with Purdue in a shootout. I don't want to get in a shootout with Purdue because I feel as if they're – actually, I, 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 I'm pretty confident in saying that their passing game is, is better than Nebraska's. So if it gets into a shootout, I'm sure they have more confidence uh, going to their receivers, going to their Charlie Jones and, and whoever, their tight end. Um, and I'm not saying Nebraska doesn't have confidence, but they have more confidence and, and reliability going with those guys than Nebraska does going to their Trey Palmers and their Travis Vokalex. So I, I have faith that they'd be able to keep up with them in a shootout. Could they win a shootout? I'm, I'm not too confident in that. I think that they, as as VJ said, you got to run the ball. you got to soften them up with your big back uh, and then, you know, run a Gabe Irvin, run a run – a Anthony Grant at them and, and you know change uh, a change in tempo a change in pressure with your running backs and and try to keep the ball out of Aiden O'Connell's hands well I think as we watch this too Trey Palmer uh, these games kind of get kind of big too if you can if you can uh, outshine Charlie Jones when you look at toward the end of the year when they're giving out those those awards and I know we're not playing for awards I'm just saying if you want to be one of those Big Ten wide receivers uh, you got to do better than the Big Ten best wide receivers when you go up against them. And so that would be a big opportunity for Trey Palmer, kind of get his name more nationally uh, known, uh, maybe if they do get in a shootout in this game and he comes up with a few big plays. Mm -hmm. uh, this is the Ticket Water Cooler. We're live. The captain's still hanging out uh, here at Wingstop 50th and O. Oh, we'll be out here until 1 o'clock. Come try a brand-new Wingstop chicken sandwich. Order online at wingstop.com or use DoorDash and Uber Eats to have your food delivered. Of course, on Wednesday... I have a little tradition. I like to go back and look at the alumni from the University of Purdue. And I got to tell you, I've done this a few years. Purdue has some of the most fun, thrilling alumni to go through. So we'll do that coming up next uh, uh, here at, uh, at, at Wingstop. This is the Ticket Water Cooler on 93.7 The Ticket.